Welcome back to the Tomahawk. We've got one game review for you this week because um, they they changed the schedule. Uh, Carolina needs to they need to make up some games. So the Hawks only played Carolina once. They lost five to three. I'm your host Mike. This is Matt, and uh, we're gonna get right into it. So Hawks lost five to three, and uh, it w- really wasn't a bad. I mean, was it? Would you would you call it a bad game, man? I mean, they had a bad game, but. In, in all in all, they, they still put some points up, and they played a, a really good team tough. Yeah, I think it was just a bad start. I think they were playing behind early, and you know they, were, they had to pretty much play from behind the whole game, and they, they ended up rallying and fell short at the end. But they got an empty net goal. It could have gone either way. Uh, Kaner was great. That spinorama goal, man. Uh, you know, to um, Kaner had a spinorama goal. That was in the first period. Uh, they were down two nothing. He had a spinorama goal that made it two to one, and then Got they scored right another game. goal, and then they scored another goal, made it two to two with like fifteen seconds left in the first period. And we had yep. just talked about that yep. last week uh, about that. And I, I'm like, okay, they go into the locker room. It's two to two. It might as well be zero to zero. You know? Yeah. yeah. And. Um, and I, and it was a good game. Uh, second period came around, uh, no goal scored, zero to zero, and then the third period came around, and then um, Carolina scored a goal. Hawks couldn't battle back, and then they were down four to two. They they uh, pulled the goalie with like three and a half minutes left. They scored a quick goal, and then and then Carolina got an empty netter. So um, no, I think, no, no, Kaner. Kaner got a goal after the goalie was pulled. I want. To, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. After the yeah, goalie gotcha. was pulled, it, they were on a power play, six to four. They scored, made it a one goal game, and then Carolina scored and made it five to three. Yeah. So, um, I mean, other than that, man, I I think that the number one problem that they had that night was they were taking way too many penalties. Yeah, I agree. That team is. They're a good team. I mean, they're probably going to make the playoffs and that's a team we got to get some wins against to show this division that we're a serious threat right i agree and we were you know we were uh, that was another thing we were talking about was the special teams and how well they've been playing and the penalty kill just didn't come through in in that last game of in in shutting them down uh puck movement was 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 pretty good on on both sides and and both sides played uh, played pretty tough and pretty hard. Noticeably, it was uh, Jordan Stahl. He made his presence known out there. Yeah, I mean, that guy really turned his uh, game around. I think uh, he kind of they were expecting big things out of him when they traded for him a couple of years ago with Pittsburgh. And I I mean, he really hasn't been that good of a player. But uh, this year, he started hot and he's keeping it rolling. He's got the C on now. I see and yeah. He's kind of taken taking some leadership and carrying his team. He, uh, yeah, when they when they originally traded for him, he was a third liner on, he was a third liner on Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. behind yeah. Malikin and 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 Crosby. Obviously, you know, <laughs> who yeah. would be cracking the who would be cr- cracking the top two lines with those two guys, unless your name was Jonathan Taves at the time. But um, but he. He played more of a defensive style game, and he really wasn't. It didn't seem like he was out there looking to score goals. Went to Carolina; his brother was playing there, Eric, and um, and I think it, it, he took on a, a similar role there. It seems uh, more of a defensive specialist than uh, than looking for more offensive output. And I wonder if that maybe hindered him for a few years. 
yeah, I think in Pittsburgh he he was a really good shutdown kind of player, like yeah. kind of like a Boland. Yeah, and um, I think he wanted that bigger role with yeah. you know, and I know his I'm sure his brother had something to do with him jumping over there, you know, yeah. to get play with his brother on a on a line together, but it really didn't really work out, and then Eric ended up leaving. Then he go yeah. to Minnesota. I know he's in Buffalo now, but uh, yeah, this year he. I don't know what's going on with him, but whatever he did in the off season or <laughs> whatever he's changed his game, it's he's been good. Really quickly, Eric. It seemed the past the last two years he was there, his output wasn't really there, so they let him go, and he play, he played really well in in Minnesota. Yes, he was I a, agree. He was a threat to be uh, to honestly to be reckoned with when he played the Hawks. Yeah, I agree. He was really good with Minnesota. I'm surprised. I think Minnesota was going a different direction. They were kind of they let Miku Koivu go, and they, I think obviously they're trying to get younger. I'm not really sure. I can't tell you how how well he's doing this year. I haven't really heard his name that much. Eric Stahl, that is right. Buffalo. I know Buffalo's been you know struggling for years, but I got nothing on him honestly. Yeah. 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 Talk about a, a an organization that is just in in the mud in perpetuity. You know, it's it's like they just can't get out of it. I, I don't know what's up with them. The last time they've been good, I, I think it was when Danny Breer and Chris Drury were on the same. They were both captains. You remember that? Yeah. They had Ryan Miller in that. Uh, Marty Biron was the backup. And they had Campbell, uh, uh, Max Afinaganoff. You remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's been a long time, man. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. got to be at least 15 years, 16 yeah. years. Yeah, but they were exciting to watch. I thought they could have won multiple cups, and they just fell short, and then they blew up the team. And yeah, they did. They blew the team up. They've been. I think Ryan Miller might have been like the last piece of that team. Yeah, I think he ended up going to the Blues that year. We beat him. Yeah, and that, then he went. He's kind of been bouncing all over uh, Vancouver, and uh, I think he's with the Ducks now. And man, but so, um, yeah, Danny Briere, man, when he played for Buffalo and then went to Colorado. Uh, oh wait, well, no, he didn't go to Colorado. Philly. He he Philly. went to uh, didn't Danny Breer? He went from Arizona to Buffalo, right? I'm not sure where he started, but I know he was like he was a co-captain with Chris Drury with Buffalo. Right. He didn't end up going back with Buffalo, and uh, then he ended up going to Philly. And we actually remember we played him in the 2010 right. Stanley Cup Final. Right. He had more points than Taves. And yeah, he did. They said he could have easily been the Conn Smythe. Yeah, and I'm glad he didn't get it. Yeah, you know you got to give it to the winners, in my opinion. But he had a great unless the series. goalie absolutely stands on his head on the other team, you know. Yeah, I think Shakir with the Ducks was the the last one to be on the losing team and still be the MVP with the right. Ducks against uh, New Jersey that one year. Okay, that was a Paul Korea year where uh, Paul Korea got nailed by uh, <sighs> Scott Stevens. Yeah. Man, that's a long just, time ago, man. We're getting old. Just thinking about that, man. And, you know, I can't believe it. But, uh, but anyways, um, and anyways, yeah, Buffalo. They, they've been in uh, in rebuilding mode for like in perpetuity. Maybe they're waiting for uh, Alexander Mogilny's kids to to grow up so they can draft <laughs> him and then and yeah. and bring bring them back. Um, Jeez, they're, yeah, they're rough, and I I mean it. I was happy for them that they got Taylor Hall this summer or yeah. whatever this off season and it's just not going to work out. And Taylor yeah. Hall was very, very smart to sign a one-year deal. Yeah. Get paid now, and then get out. He's going to get paid and 
watch next year. He's going to go to a contending team or maybe, Hey, maybe he'll end up going back to Edmonton if they can afford it. Yeah. No play kidding. With, play with those, that. those two freaking guys up there. That would be too surreal for him, man, to go back. You know, he's supposed to be the, the piece that they're, they're building around. He leaves. They put it together as soon as he leaves, you know, he was, he won the MVP with, uh, New Jersey. Yeah. He and, went on a scoring tear that year. Yeah, I mean, he was he was great. I I was surprised. I mean, Phoenix would actually even, you know, I didn't know they traded for him, but come on, he's not gonna. They just gave up assets and stuff for you know he's not gonna resign. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I could see him maybe getting traded at the deadline as well if you know Buffalo's gonna blow it up again. Right. But we'll see. Right. Okay. So yeah, uh, Lincoln. Uh, back to the Hawks, Lincoln in, he played pretty good. Um, I, I, I really didn't see too, any two glaring weaknesses in his game, um, on uh, versus Carolina, a uh, defense seemed to be playing well. What about Ian Mitchell, man? Um, c- come, uh, flying into the zone camp, catching him with a camp, catching him with a, a great pass and he just buried it right in the net. Yeah, that, that's great to see. Like I said, he reminds me of a young Brian Campbell, Duncan Keith, to 2010, where he starts skating into the zone, looking, being that like fourth winger, if you want to say. And I, I noticed Bowden also does that, and mm-hmm. it's really, it's really good to see your young guys doing that. They're getting confidence, and I mean, the, having a defenseman score like you know, obviously Brett Burns and. Uh, you like Drew Doughty mm-hmm. having your defense score like that, scoring big goals. It's a huge help. It is, it is. You know Drew Doughty. Just to mention him really quickly, you're talking about a guy who had tremendous upside on the offensive zone and the defensive zone. Yep. I mean, he could shut down absolutely anybody. I think his skating ability was was uh, was great on top of his um, his defensive positioning like all of the time man whenever yeah. the Hawks would whenever the Hawks would play him you know he would just shut down Kane man you know I mean he could stick with him all game you know yeah he played a lot of minutes and you know what his hitting is very underrated as well this yeah. guy can lower down the freaking hip checks like no I better than anyone I've seen. I don't know if he's still doing that now. I don't really get a, we don't really get a chance to see him that much. Well, yeah. we're not going to see him at all this year unless yeah. we make the playoffs and God, you know, something. Who knows aligns. what happens? But yeah, but he he man, he still plays a lot of minutes. He, he's just him and Duncan Keith are like from the same planet. You know, they yeah. they could they could play a half hour and the, another night they'll do the same thing. They'll score a goal. They'll you know just just play a solid game. There's not many guys that can do that anymore. Right. And right. his, his defense, like like you said, he could play both the both sides of the ice. Eric Carlson cannot do that. No, he can't. And I hate he never has. He never has been no, able to. No, it's ridiculous. It's. I mean, you could score 100 points and you'll be minus 25. You shouldn't yeah. be playing defense. Sorry, yeah. you shouldn't be playing defense. You should be playing right wing or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways, uh, I think that it, he stopped uh, laying down those hip checks when he met uh, Matthew Kachuk. Oh yeah, that is a great rivalry. I watch those YouTube videos sometimes, yeah. and it's just awesome. Uh, that that guy is the 
biggest little agitator. I, oh, I mean, man. Was Keith that way? I don't think. No. I, I mean, no, he was just an old school. He shut his mouth. and Yeah. He could run you over and score some big goals. Matthew Kachuk, man. man. That dude's something else, man. Yeah, man, yeah. Hey, I know Calgary's struggling right now, but, I mean, he, he even came out and said uh, he puts a lot of pressure on himself, and he he's trying to carry this team, you know, back to the winning ways. And well, he's got a letter. A he's got yeah. a letter, and he shows a lot of leadership with the way that he plays. I mean, he just goes yeah. out there and puts it all out there. Brady Kachuk is the same way, man. In, in Ottawa, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. He's a he's a tough kid. Well, you got a tough dad. He's yeah, like, they, they are, learn. man. They, they're, they're, they learn. they're both a chip off the old block. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see them develop. Yeah, for sure. But uh, anyways, um, so yeah, Ian Mitchell had a great goal. Bowden, he, uh, he's been playing well. I hope that they're getting the message saying that, you know, like, hey, guys, you know, it's your time to shine. Get out there and just play. You know how whatever it is that you do, you know, figure out how to play with your with your with your teammates. Uh, hopefully, you guys can be friends and have a great time. You know, because you know, Keith, future. Yeah, Keith is not. He's not. Um, you know, short. He's getting long in a tooth. You know, and he's not going to be there. I mean, maybe two or three more seasons, max. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, max. And and these guys have to be developed by then, and it's going to be their team. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really exciting, man. It's really exciting to see because a lot of these these drafts, our draft picks that we've gotten, that these guys that we've heard things about, they're playing and they're playing really well, and even and more importantly, they're meshing as a team. Uh, it, one bit, one thing I want to mention, it seems that David Camp seems to have, um, I don't want to say a bigger role, but he seems to be taking a bigger role on the team. He seems to be pushing offensively more. And I think that his passing game is a little bit underrated. And maybe he can find a niche here somewhere, you know, to, um, you know, to add more to the team instead of just playing on the, playing a defensive minded game. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's going to get a shot. I think we just, uh, like, like you said, there's just competition within the team. And I think, I think uh, Colleton likes him where he's at and, yeah. you know, it's working out and I don't think he wants to really change that right now, but I'm sure he'll get a, you know, a chance and we'll see if he runs with it. Like these two rookie uh, defensemen we got, I mean, they're really uh, like, they're ahead of schedule, the Hawks. I mean, <laughs> usually a re- rebuild is going to be painful the first couple of years and then so far it hasn't been painful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah, geez. <laughs> but anyways, man, do you got anything else for tonight? Yeah, I just was looking at uh, the the top five players in the league uh, in points. And <laughs> it says, obviously, McDavid and Dreisaitl. They both play in the same line. You got <laughs> Marner and Matthews, who both play in the same line. And then you got good old number 88, who <laughs> you don't have a line mate. And he's still finding a way to be on the top five in points, which is insane. I guess when you're dishing to everybody, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm not a, he's an equal opportunity, uh, equal it's, opportunity guy. It's just like, can you imagine if Panarin was still with him? We oh, would be man. above McDavid and Dreisaitl probably yeah. in the 50s by now. Yeah, probably, that, man. That's just crazy. Like, it just shows you that Kaner is just a beast, man. He's 
gonna go down as probably the greatest Blackhawk of all time. Yeah, he's he's almost at a thousand games. I think he's at nine ninety two or something. Mm-hmm. He's almost at four hundred goals. Yeah, he's got over a thousand points. Yeah, and he's not slowing down, and it's just it's been exciting. At first, when you know when they compared Kane and Taves, obviously me being I'm kind of like an old school guy. I I like guys who would play two ways, and Kaner, you know, at first, yeah, he came up. He was all offense. He his defensive game was like, geez, God, this guy there is none, nothing. None. But his he's changed so much, and he he's a solid two way guy now. He's a good leader. He's doing it all, man. It's just it's exciting. People were really hard on him when he was young and parting, yeah. you know. And it's like, Me could too. you could I, you I imagine being, yeah, could you imagine being twenty two, being a millionaire, and and winning the Stanley Cup in Chicago? You, you know, I mean, it, it has to be surreal. And and he has played so much hockey in his youth, and I would say probably didn't have much of an opportunity to really be a kid, you know. So know. you make it into you make it into Chicago, which is a great place to be a millionaire. And you know you're making this money, and you win the Stanley Cup, and you're young, unbelievable, man. And then you do it two more times. Yeah. <laughs> and, then you, and then you win a scoring title, the first American MVP of the league, and it's, yeah, it just you keep adding onto the list. And I mean, I I feel for the guy because, and I mean, he doesn't complain about it. I'm sure yeah. he wants a solid guy, a center. I mean, yeah. how long have we been saying Kaner needs a center? We think the the Taves and Kane combo it never really worked out i mean i think it did man i think that i think that oh yeah no i mean i think that they play i think they play great together taves and kane it's just never happens it never would stick and yeah i know they never kept them there because they needed to they needed to spread out the wealth a little bit exactly but they do have good chemistry together and they they do do. play well together on the power play obviously it's good yeah uh but it's like come on man get the guy a solid set like I think we thought we had one with uh, Nick Schmoltz, I think. Yeah. And they traded him, which was a good trade, I thought. I mean, yeah, it was. Strom, and we got uh, – th- no, we didn't get Connor Murphy. I think we got Brandon Perlini. Who yeah, we did. He, pl- he scored a few big points for us. Yeah. He was fast. Kane needs a solid guy with him. Yeah. And, and he would be, you know, higher on that list. And I yeah. think the guy playing – Say Debrinkat. Debrinkat was name would be right under Kaner, I think. You know. And, yeah. But just imagine if you just had a guy, you know, like Sackick had. I think Sackick had Forsberg at times, yeah. and uh, Steve Eiserman had his. He had Brandon. Or Sh- he had Shanahan. Yeah, and, Shanahan, man. And Shanahan was a freaking animal, man. And Oates had Brett Hall. Madonna yeah. had. Uh, What's his name? Yuri Latinin. Yeah. It's like a dynamic dynamic duo, you know, and Kaner's never had that, but he still finds finds a way to be top five and top ten yeah. and it's you know, crazy. M- M- Madonna was another player, man, that he he could play with anybody. I think he's right now he's the greatest American of all time. And yeah. He's got he's got a Stanley Cup. He he I, I respected that he was with that organization for all that time and i cannot believe they let him go to detroit it's i know i i I was like come on guys this guy like i'm sure he took pay cuts to play in dallas and yeah i I just i hate when they do that like joe pavelski 
Yeah. Come on, dude. You're really going to let him go for Eric Carlson? Yeah. This guy is like, he is like your Jonathan Tapes. How are you going to do that? Like that Doug Wilson, I, I did not understand that, but yeah, like that's a said, bad Madonna, move. I hope they do not do that to Kane. I hope they don't do that to Taves, even Keith. Yeah. I mean, just keep like, I mean, these guys dedicated their freaking lives and their bodies to yeah. you know, their blood and sweat. And, you know, it's these guys have d- given everything. Dude, don't do that. Don't trade them to yeah. a one year rental for just so they can pay for their, their son's, you know, car or something. <laughs> oh, it is at the end of their career. I'm yeah. just doing this for my kid or something. Come yeah. on now. I, yeah. That's what I, I hate that. I think that the Hawks have an opportunity right now, man, if Taves can come back healthy and roll a DeBrincat, Taves, and Kane line. Yeah, and Kirby Doc comes back. Yeah. yeah. I think Kirby Doc can learn so much from just following Taves. Yeah, from tapes because they're both centers, both from Canada. They're both, you know, they're. I think Kirby Doc might have a little more offensive, like swag. I guess you could yeah. say. I think he's got like Taves had it early in his career, like he was dangling, yeah, looking good. But I, I think he's more of just like of like a Bergeron type of guy, not too flashy. Yeah. Gets points, gets the job done. You know, works hard. But I think Kirby Doc needs to learn the the two way aspect of being a center. I think Taves is, would be a great mentor for him, yeah. if anything. You know, when he came back, pretty unfortunate. Back. Yeah, pretty yeah. unfortunate that Doc, you know, him himself, that he's out. But um, but yeah, man, I would love to see a uh, a Taves to bring Kent and and Kane line. I think that that would work out really well for Taves because he has two outlets to pass to. And, two, uh, two, yeah. and, and, and Kane has two outlets to pass to as well, because I want to see, I want to see Taves shoot the puck. He started shooting the puck again last year and, uh, and he was scoring goals, a lot more goals than he has in the past few years. Well, you know, I honestly liked Taves playing with Kubalik. Mm, yes, I, I did too. I, I like that. And I, then, like you said, you got your, your two guys, your two studs and then, Hey, you throw Dylan Strom with Kane and Debrinkat. You're yeah. making Dylan. You're going to make Dylan Strom a lot better. Right. It's gonna. It's gonna give him confidence. He's going to get better numbers. And then you got Kubalik. Hell, I'd even like to see Kubalik, Taves, and Kurashev playing together. I think. Yeah. That would be good because you got a skilled youngster. You got Kubelik, who can move the puck. Just a shooter, and you got Taves, the solid two-way guy. You know? Yeah, and Kurashev can move the puck. Um, you know, Kubalik. I think that his he could skate with the puck pretty well too, and he's got good wheels on him. But man, he could fire great. it. He could yeah, fire he, it. He could fire it from anywhere. He he just needs to shoot. You know this this yeah. passing this beautiful place. If he yeah. has the puck in a in a shooting area, yeah, he has to have one thing on his mind: fire that freaking thing because yeah. the shot is very underrated in the league. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing I wanted to bring up, man, was uh, sure. puck movement. Puck movement on the power play. I think that the puck movements are really well when they can get in the zone. And they can set up. And when they set up and they can start moving the puck, I think the puck movements are really good. Yeah, get it to Kaner and um, let him go cross ice. Let him go down low to, you know, the the guy in the goal line, get ready to feed it to Debrinkhead or right. get it to the point. And you know what? The, they're, they're not holding it too long. They're moving it, making the penalty killers move, which right. is the point of a power play. You don't want to just – Watch let them Kane stack dangle. up. Yeah, let, don't let them set up and just that's what that's why they've been so successful, I think. Right. 
Well, that's all that I got, man. What about you? Uh, the only thing, uh, funny thing, uh, the uh, the outdoor game that they played yesterday. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I it, it was it's a really cool site. It did yeah. remind me of uh, Mystery Alaska. Uh, but who the hell decided to make it during the day? I don't care if New York has to stay up later to watch a game. Yeah, that's what we have to do when there's yeah. playoff hockey. Yeah. Suck it up. Stop kissing the asses of people in New York. They're not yeah. the center of the world. That's I agree. The game prime time, and you give it to like. The people. The game was in uh, Lake Tahoe, right, or wherever it was. Uh, right. In Nevada. Yeah. Start the game at seven for them. Yeah. So. Or like, when the make, sun goes down. Like, like what? What time do they have to? It would be nine o'clock in New York, right? If the right. game was at seven. Boo hoo, New York. Who cares? Stay up and watch the game if you're interested in it. Well, they do regardless. So I don't know why that would even be an issue. I don't know. I'm sure that's what the executives and all the NHL people wanted. They want viewership, and I get it. But there is no one at the game anyway. You're not making money that way. Yeah. So it's like start the game at prime time because more people, I think, will watch it. Football's over. Nobody yeah. watches the NBA because it's a joke. Baseball's and, not 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 started. I mean, I think it would been would have been awesome if it was at night. Put the lights on. You got the yeah. mountains and the. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure it was all about the scenery, but they're lucky uh, someone didn't get hurt because that ice was so soft, like guys oh. were falling. And yeah, it was bad. Man. Yeah. But yeah. Didn't they had, they had ice now. issues? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the. In an ice arena, I know the temperature. I think it's between seventy and sixty-eight, maybe. So it could be done outside. I mean, yeah. they've had an outdoor game in L.A., right? Yeah. And it was, it was, it's, it's warm there. It's just the sun was beating down on the ice. And right. That's it's the sun. It gives off heat. So, it does. It's really and, warm. And and you know, so I think they should have waited till the sun started going down. Obviously it's easier to say for us, but I think they were doing it for the scenery views. You know, you got the mountains yeah. and you got a guy on a jet ski holding a Detroit Red Wing flag, which I thought <laughs> was hilarious because Detroit people hate Colorado people. It's a great rivalry and I'm yeah. still waiting for that uh thirty for thirty series of that oh, rivalry, man. I think it would be amazing because yeah, I would. We were Hawks fans, like kind of yeah. just sitting back, like, "Oh, go ahead, go kill." This is great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, man. It was. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait till my kid gets a little bit bigger. I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna sit him down for the, both of those series. Those are back to back years. Yeah, and it all started with one dirty hit. Yeah, uh, the Claude Lemieux uh, dirty hit snowballed yeah. into a freaking war zone with yeah, Patrick Waff freaking out going after yeah. Berman and Osgood. Yeah. But, oh, man, it was some good hockey. It was, man. It I, was. I honestly think why hated Detroit for that his last game in uh, Montreal. I don't uh, know. If you, have you oh, yeah. Didn't he story? get lit up for like eight goals or something like that? He Yes, he got lit up by the Red Wings. And I remember they weren't pulling him. And, and right. I was the goalie on that team. And I'm getting lit up. Everything's going in. And my coach left me in. Just to be an arrogant jag, I would be I would be just as furious. I don't think I would have walked up to the owner of the team and said, "I'm not playing I'm another game. I'm, I'm freaking done." I don't yeah. think I would have done that, but they, he did it, and yeah. they traded him to Colorado, and the dude won two Stanley Cups. But I think he 
just he hated Detroit, and yeah, you could it showed, man. It was, yeah, I think it would be make a great thirty for thirty series and have Gary Thorne like narrate it because <laughs> he was like calling everything, and it was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, it was an unbelievable series. Sure. Well, cool, man. Well, that's all that we got for you guys tonight. Uh, the Cox play Columbus on Tuesday. And uh, what, Tuesday and Thursday? Uh, unless they change it on us again. Unless they change it again. Yeah. We've got yeah. Columbus on Tuesday and Thursday. So uh, buckle up. It's going to be another great series. Uh, I, I really like this format. I really like this format of these games. Uh, two yeah. games of the same and moving on to another team, then coming back and seeing them again, man. It's it's going to set up some uh, some rivalries, you know. I, so I, I think they should keep it this way. The next yeah. year, if we're doing a full 82-game series – our season and say we're going out east say we're going to montreal i think we should play montreal twice yeah you know or i know they like to do a home game and an away game but hey do it you know i mean i think i think it would be great just to get it out of the way and then maybe the next season have have montreal come to chicago for two games yeah i mean I think it would save the league a lot of money and travel and just aggravation. And I think the players really like it. And I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I love it. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. So, all right, guys, do us a favor, give us a comment, give us a like and uh, hit subscribe. This is Mike and Matt. We're out.